This is the Bible in One Year Express, day 162. God even uses your mistakes. Hanley Mole, when he was Bishop of Durham, had the task of visiting the relatives of 170 miners who'd been killed in a mining accident. While he was wondering what to say to them, he picked up a little bookmark his mother had given him. As he held it up, on the reverse side of the handwoven bookmark, there was a tangled web. There was no rhyme, no reason, no pattern, nothing. But on the other side, it said, God is love. The world sometimes seems to us like a tangled web. Often, we cannot work out what's going on or why we're suffering in the way we are. But the claim of Jesus and the Scriptures is that behind it all is the love of God. Even though things may seem very difficult for us to understand now, God is working out His loving purposes in the world. God can weave a pattern from the threads of our lives, including the suffering, heartaches, and even our mistakes, and make something beautiful. The Apostle Paul tells us that in all things, God works for the good of those who love Him, who have been called according to His purpose. Reflect today on the fact that even though your situation may be challenging, God is weaving His purpose for your life. Job said, You gave me life and showed me kindness, and in your providence watched over my spirit. Everything that happens in this world is within the sphere of God's working. Providence means God's foresight, the way He anticipates and prepares for the future. Providence is the way God guides and steers human history. He is present and active in the world, sustaining it and ruling it. It's also the way he guides and steers your life personally and individually. God has a specific, unique destiny for you. Sometimes this thought worries people, that they might somehow mess things up and miss out on God's purpose. But that isn't the case. Even your mistakes he uses for good. In all the circumstances of your life and the events going on around you, you can trust in the providence of God. From Psalm 72 Endow the king with your justice, O God, the royal son with your righteousness. May he defend the afflicted among the people and save the children of the needy. May he crush the oppressor. May he endure as long as the sun, as long as the moon, through all generations. May people ever pray for him and bless him all day long. May his name endure forever. May it continue as long as the sun. Then all nations will be blessed through him, and they will call him blessed. Providence and Prayer Your prayers make a difference. Not only do they affect your own life, but they can also affect the course of history. How providence and prayer work together is a mystery. In some extraordinary way, your prayers affect the outcome of events. God is sovereign and works out his purposes through history, yet he involves you in this process. This psalm is David's prayer for his son and successor, King Solomon. It was a strong reminder of his high calling, yet it goes beyond what is humanly attainable. For example, he will endure as long as the sun, as long as the moon through all generations. His reign is eternal and universal. Ultimately, it was only fulfilled in the Messiah, God's Son, Jesus Christ. This psalm is a prayer for blessing on the King, and through him that all the people will be blessed with prosperity. 
The good leader will be concerned about poverty and justice. Please stand up for the poor. Help the children of the needy. Come down hard on the cruel tyrants. It's also a prayer that in his foreign policy, all nations will be blessed through him. David says, May people ever pray for him and bless him all day long. It's clear that God's blessing on the leader will come as people pray for him. How this works, we do not know. However, it shows that praying really does make a difference. In his providence, God takes your prayers and uses them to bring blessing. Lord, thank you that prayer makes a difference. I pray for our leaders whom you have set over us. Give them grace and wisdom. Enrich their lives that they may be a source of strength and inspiration and promote your honour and glory. New Testament from Acts 7 At that time, Moses was born, and he was no ordinary child. For three months, he was cared for by his family. When he was placed outside, Pharaoh's daughter took him and brought him up as her own son. Moses was educated in all the wisdom of the Egyptians and was powerful in speech and action. When Moses was 40 years old, he decided to visit his own people, the Israelites. He saw one of them being ill-treated by an Egyptian, so he went to his defence and avenged him by killing the Egyptian. Moses thought that his own people would realise that God was using him to rescue them, but they did not. After forty years had passed, an angel appeared to Moses in the flames of a burning bush in the desert near Mount Sinai. Then the Lord said to him, Take off your sandals, for the place where you are standing is holy ground. I have indeed seen the oppression of my people in Egypt. I have heard their groaning and have come down to set them free. Now come, I will send you back to Egypt. This is the same Moses they had rejected with the words, Who made you ruler and judge? He was sent to be their ruler and deliverer by God himself through the angel who appeared to him in the bush. He led them out of Egypt and performed wonders and signs in Egypt at the Red Sea and for forty years in the wilderness. This is the Moses who told the Israelites, God will raise up for you a prophet like me from your own people. And he received living words to pass on to us. Providence and Prophecy We see in this passage the extraordinary way in which God planned and prepared for the coming of Jesus. God, in his providence, foresees the future, and so in a mysterious way anticipates, prepares for it, and guides it. Therefore you can trust God's providence in all the events and circumstances of your life. Stephen's speech rehearses the ways in which God had guided and watched over Israel's history, and through it prepared for Jesus' coming. In this section he focuses particularly on Moses. Moses had said that God would raise up a prophet like him. Peter has already applied this to Jesus. Now Stephen does the same. He says, This is that Moses who told the Israelites, God will send you a prophet like me from your people. Moses was a type of Christ. He foreshadowed and prepared the way. There are at least 15 similarities between Moses and Jesus. Like Jesus, Moses was no ordinary child. The circumstances surrounding the births of Moses and Jesus were appropriately extraordinary. Like Jesus, Moses was born at a time when newborn babies were being killed off. Like Jesus, Moses was noted for his wisdom. Like Jesus, Moses was powerful in speech and action. Like Jesus, Moses had a season of preparation. We know little about the first 30 years of either of their lives. Both spent this time being trained for the task ahead. Like Jesus, 
Moses showed righteous anger at sin. However, unlike Jesus, Moses committed a crime. But God, in his providence, even used this mistake. Like Jesus, Moses was sent by God to rescue his people, but was not recognized as such at the time. Moses thought that his own people would realize that God was using him to rescue them, but they did not. Like Jesus, Moses aimed at reconciliation. Moses tried to reconcile them. Like Jesus, Moses is described as ruler and judge. It was said to Moses, Who made you ruler and judge over us? Like Jesus, Moses heard the Lord's voice. Like Jesus, Moses recognized that the holy place was not a specific religious location, but where God is present. For Moses, this was at the burning bush, for God said, The place where you are standing is holy ground. Like Jesus, Moses set the people free from oppression. Like Jesus, Moses was misunderstood and rejected by his own people. Moses, whom they had rejected, they rejected him. Like Jesus, Moses succeeded in delivering his own people. Moses led them out of Egypt. Like Jesus, Moses' rejection brought God's judgment but led to eventual victory. As the Apostle Peter put it on the day of Pentecost, God has made this Jesus, whom you crucified, both Lord and Christ. Lord, thank you for the astonishing way in which you work your purposes out through history and through your prophets like Moses. Lord, I trust in your providence over all the events and circumstances of my life. Old Testament from 2 Samuel 16-18 to Ahitophel said to Absalom, I would choose 12,000 men and set out tonight in pursuit of David. I would attack him while he is weary and weak. I would strike down only the king and bring all the people back to you. This plan seemed good to Absalom and to all the elders of Israel. But Absalom said, Summon also Hushai the archite, so that we can hear what he has to say as well. When Hushai came to him, Absalom said, Ahitophel has given this advice. Should we do what he says? If not, give us your opinion. Hushai replied to Absalom, The advice Ahitophel has given is not good this time. Absalom and all the men of Israel said, The advice of Hushai the Archite is better than that of Ahitophel, for the Lord had determined to frustrate the good advice of Ahitophel in order to bring disaster on Absalom. Providence and protection. You can trust God with your future, your family, your church, and your nation. The whole universe is in His hands, and He is working His purposes out. God is at work through all the human events that are described here. The advice Ahitophel gave was like that of one who inquires of God. If we are to give advice of any value, we have to be people who inquire of the Lord in advance what God is doing, and what his will is. If Absalom had followed Ahitophel's advice, it would have been disastrous for David. Instead, Absalom chose to ignore Ahitophel's wise advice and follow the bad advice of Hushai. We see how God's providential care and protection was around David, for the Lord had determined to frustrate the good advice of Ahitophel. This was an answer to the spirit of David's prayer. Here we see that God is the hidden hand and ruler of history. 
David and all the other people involved in the drama had enormous power and freedom to act, but they were not free to act as though the Lord was not there. Thank you, Lord, that you are in charge of human history. You reign and rule over this universe. Thank you that in all things, including our mistakes, you work for the good of those who love you and who have been called according to your purpose. Pepper adds, In 2 Samuel chapter 16, we see that Absalom had a problem. But what was it? He had everything. He was handsome, wealthy and powerful. How could he have got into a position of wanting to kill his father? He was angry of David's handling of the Abnum situation. He was proud, envious and jealous. Because of Absalom's actions, 20,000 men died. One person's anger can cause so much damage. Our attitudes affect the lives of the people around us. We can so hate or we can so love.